Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. And it sounds like I, I'm still going through puberty. I guess my voice is not, not cleaned up right now. It's weird. In the morning, sometimes it's like that. But in the afternoon, it's uh, usually okay. The topic today is podcasting. We're going to go deep into some, I guess, format type questions and really the nitty gritty of podcasting if you're planning to start a new show or maybe you want to revamp your existing show. And I have my good friend, Amberly Grant, joining me today. How's it going? Excellent. I like your Delilah voice, though. So <laughs> maybe you should just podcast in the morning now. And we've been we've been talking for like 20 minutes. My voice was fine the yeah. whole time. So I'm not sure. I, I think I just got nervous. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to go through a lot of different stuff, including formats of shows, the importance of storytelling, how much you should niche down for your topics, guests, and like whether you want to have like big name guests or smaller guests. Not that it's easy to get big name guests, but sometimes it doesn't move the needle like you think. And procrastination, marketing the show. Again, some of the more advanced topics, like once you get past like, hey, what kind of microphone are you using and how are you editing? But these are sort of like core pieces that you need to understand when you are like starting a podcast. Yeah. Now, for the people that don't know you, Amberly, can you give a quick intro about yourself, what you do, and we'll just leave it at that. What you do, what you're into, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, my name's Amberly Grant. I am heavily involved in the finance world from a personal finance perspective. I run a group called FinTalks. So this is just people who get together every single Tuesday. It's a subscription-based membership. We talk about different financial topics and I get to choose them every single week. So we meet every single week of the year and just have basically a group of fun people talking about things you don't talk about in everyday life. With that, we have a cruise coming up. So that's kind of cool. Um, so we have 63 people going on a cruise, a bunch of finance nerds. So I do like in-person events with uh, those types of people as well. I obviously have a day job because that does not pay for all my bills and I own real estate. And so that helps out a lot. Awesome. And you've been a guest on my other show, Mile High Fi. So we'll link up to that so people can hear some of your finance stuff. And we'll link up to FinTalk. So if people want to check that out, they can get more information and all that. Totally. So you were going to be starting a podcast pretty soon. And I, I was thinking back when we first met and it was in Colorado Springs at a an event called Camp Fi. And I think I was like, oh, I have a podcast. It's really cool. If you're ever interested in podcasting, let me know. I think I said that. I was you drinking did. at the time. Yeah. In front of the fridge. I remember where we had this conversation. Oh, yeah. I yeah. do too. Yeah. yeah. And, and here we are like two and a half years later and you're like, now I'm really serious about it. And I don't think you said you were going to start a podcast right then. But I Oh, like, I, I definitely did. <laughs> okay. I was like, podcasts are great. It's really fun. And we've recorded a bunch. You're, you have a great you have a great presentation uh, ability. That's a horrible sentence, but like you're good on the mic, basically. Mm -hmm. So you're good on the mic. You don't have any broadcasting background, as far as I know, but you're very good. And I was like, you'd be great if you had your podcast or did more YouTube or something like that. So here we are, and you will be starting a podcast probably in Q1, three Q2, months. Yeah. yeah, Q1, Q2 of this year, 2024. Mm -hmm. So what's your goal with the podcast? Yeah, that's something I'm trying to figure out over the next month um, of really understanding what it's about. But my goal mostly is, well, let me tell you a little bit about me and the goal at the same time. I'm really good at explaining difficult financial concepts quite simply. 
Um, it's something I've been praised for for a really long time, and I can get people excited about financial concepts and topics. But I also find talking about 401ks, Roth IRAs, etc., quite boring. And so that's not really what I want it to be about. But I do want learning to be part of it because I've been a teacher in the past. I've, I'm always all about learning, right? That's what my Tuesday Fin Talks is about. I also love having a little bit of a voyeurism into other people's lives. So for me, I think having guests and that interaction with guests is really important. And then the other thing that's really important to me is behavioral science. So understanding why people are doing what they're doing, because it's so easy to say, hey, Doug, you should have sold your whole life policy, you know, five years ago. The numbers didn't make sense or whatever it was. But the fact is, is that someone doesn't do it for a reason. And I love to really explore those reasons with people to understand what are pivot points in their life? What are the mindset cha like challenges and changes? So if I had to put a succinct thing together for what my goal is, it's um, teaching about financial topics through interviews, one-on-one -on -one interviews with interesting people where we delve into the pivot and mindset changes and in the background kind of explain financial concepts. Yeah. Okay. That's a good thesis. That makes perfect sense. And I think it's important for everyone to understand, like if they're starting, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube channel or social media account or whatever, like what's the goal that you're trying to accomplish? And there should be a couple layers to it. So you told me about the show specifically mm -hmm. and there is a piece, right? So you are like, there's a piece where you're like, am I doing this as a hobby or am I earning money? So, mm -hmm. right, monetization. So what you just said was fantastic. However, how are you going to earn money from the show if that is a goal for you? It is perfectly valid for someone to say, I don't care about the money. I'm doing this for another reason. And that is fine. And it, it could be any reason you want. It could help guide you along the way for the format of the show, the topics, and all, all the things that we're, we're going to cover. It's all impacted by what the secondary goal is, because I think there probably is a monetization piece in here. So what do you think about that? Yeah. Part? In the beginning, I figure I will not be able to get advertisers, et cetera, but I want my listeners to know that that's always going to be a part of the podcast. So making money to substitute my time is 100% something that I want to do. In the beginning, I'm just going to advertise my own products. So FinTalks being one of them. And that's where I would like to lead people to is, hey, let's have these conversations together. Um, you can listen to me all you want, but hey, maybe you have questions or you want a group of people. And so I want to lead them to the group to sign up for FinTalks. So that'll be the first part. And that will help to subsidize whatever time, money, my new MacBook Pro, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for the, the podcast. Um, and I have, you know, for FinTalks, I did it for free for three and a half years. And I realized that eventually you burn out. So one way not to burn out is to make sure that you can, you know, trade time for money at, at some point. Right. And then hopefully then you could move past that and then like not even trade time for money. Yeah. It's like for attention or maybe you have online courses or some piece where like you're not actually yeah. like where it scales not a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. With that embedded right like mm -hmm. i think you already started building an email list right yeah so you can get people from the email list to fintox or to buy something else so i think that's solid and you're not delusional in that you think you'll be able to earn money right away because right. it is a, it's a long it's a 
it's a harder format than some others to get like traction. But once you do, mm-hmm. like it's it's really valuable, uh, the audience and attention that you have. Something else with the podcast for me is that I've been really deeply involved in the FI community. So that's the financial independence for community. And I actually want to step away from that. I found it really interesting that when I, I went from a free offering for FinTalks to a paid offering, most people who are in the FI community didn't follow. It was random people off my email list who I'd never talked to and people from who'd heard me on Bigger Pockets. Like the second that that episode aired, I had like three people sign up within five minutes. So I found that I really want to get away from the FI community for this one and move towards just general people who need financial knowledge and who would want to join a group of people that they wouldn't have in their everyday life. Or of course, like you said, right? I'm not going to talk about, you know, really high level financial concepts, which I think the five people like. Instead, I want to talk about, hey, you've read one financial book, you have a financial advisor, where do you go next? Perfect. And yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm in a, at times I've found myself in a similar position where I'm like, it's not, I I mean, I like the the group of people, the group of people doesn't matter, right? (laughs) But I like the group of people, but it's like, okay, I've, I've reached the end of where I'm interested in growing that mm-hmm. in that area. And it may be for whatever, health reasons. It could be financial reasons. It could be like income level mm-hmm. reasons where it's just like, hey, this is very interesting, but it's just not where I want to be right now. Mm-hmm. So, okay. With that said, it sounds like you have a solid uh, foundation. You have the good thesis about like what your show is going to be about the goal and all that kind of stuff. So let's get in some into some of your questions here specifically. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'll ask it then. Yeah, you can ask. Okay. Yeah. Great. There's tons of different podcasts that I've listened to. And I, of course, have the kind of genre that I like. But do you find that there are lines in the sand between informational storytelling and like voyeur, voyeurism podcasts? And which one do you find audiences enjoy most? So I've done several different formats and I test new ones all the time. Mm -hmm. The hard part is I only have like my small data set of what I have produced, which is actually more than like most people. So I've had like three shows over time. I'm launching a new one alongside you. I'm doing a boot camp. I should have mentioned that earlier. I'm doing a boot camp accelerator, which... I'll put a link in the show notes. So if it if it looks like it's closed, you can send me an email and we'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. But the different formats are are interesting. So there can be some additional traction that you get if you just have like a pure information show. Right. And I saw this a couple of times when I was launching my show or I was just about to launch it and I found um I think they were, they were maybe like eight to 10 minute episodes. Again, the topic doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So eight to 10 minute episodes and it was about SEO, but it could have been anything, mm-hmm. SEO and blogging. And I think the person was just like reading blog posts that either they wrote or that someone else wrote. I, I'm not even sure, but they were very short. They had zero personality. And I was like, why is this show doing so well? They're like reading the most basic shit mm-hmm. and... I think it was just a great show for people getting introduced to blogging. Mm -hmm. So someone might find it 
say, oh, I don't know any of that stuff. And I was more advanced at the time. And they download a bunch of of those episodes, which kind of boosts that show in the rankings. And uh, this is going to come into marketing later. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. But that short format was really good. But I listened to a handful of episodes and I was like, this is boring as shit. (laughs) Who is this person even? Like, do they have any credentials? They had no storytelling abilities at all. Like, it was void of all of that. It was just like a listicle Mm -hmm. with like kind of some information. And at the end, I was like, oh, yeah, I learned something. And then I was like, I didn't learn anything. And I don't remember any of it because there's no story. So with that said... There can be a format where you you mix the two together enough. And I think that's what I've tried to do where sometimes there's like a, a shorter format show, very information dense, maybe with some story around it. Right. I have tested just the shorter ones. I think variety is really good. Mm-hmm. And when I find shows that I enjoy and I keep coming back to, they they do have different formats, including interviews. So mm-hmm. All that to say, I think the answer is do a blend Mm -hmm. and then it helps you from burning out as well for the variety. And you might find that one of them performs better or that you enjoy more or that's whatever, easier and more sustainable to do. Mm -hmm. And then you could do that one a little bit more. But overall, if you're just asking me, I would say pick several formats. In the accelerator, I'll have like different formats that you can use Mm -hmm. with sort of like, I don't know if I want to call it a formula or a blueprint or something like that, but something that you could follow. And here's how you could do an interview. Mm -hmm. Here's how you could do like a response to something out there with like a roundup with the opinions of other people in your community, right? right? So it varies it for the audience and it varies it for you. And you have different abilities to to market and have other people help market like with a roundup, like they may share that right. episode out there. So there's a lot of different ways you could approach it. But ultimately, I think it comes down to what you could produce for the long term right. versus like anything else. Because if I told you the perfect formula, yeah. but you it's too hard and it takes too long and whatever like you're just not going to do it so what do you like to listen to like if you had to describe the format of the shows you like to listen to which do you find most enjoyable for me i find informational storytelling is like the most interesting to me there's a podcast called stuff you should know the hosts are hilarious they have like banter at the beginning then they go into a topic and, you know, they, they're they laughing about it. They might have a little personal story they put in there. But really, I'm learning all about Mount Zuvius or I don't know. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Uh, you know, or I'm learning about um, trickle-down economics or, or whatever it might be. And their topics vary. It's, you know, every week you have no idea what you're going to get. It's not just one thing. So they didn't niche down on, like, industry or anything, right? It's just they do the same thing over and over again with different topics. So I really and, like and that. super general. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And for the the voyeuristic format, what would those be like? I think about uh, Ramit Sethi and his podcast, right? The, um, uh, oh my God, what is? I will teach you to be yeah, rich. Yeah, thank you. I will yeah. teach you to be rich podcast, right? That's like into people's lives. He's teaching. I, I love his like back, you know, you, you hear him in the background all of a sudden where he's not talking to them and it's, recorded later and it's like i hate mlms let me tell you you know 99 percent of people won't make it and i think it's really great to have these tidbits of information so i keep that in the back of my mind for my own podcast where 
we might have a guest and we don't, there's no time to explain the concept while the guest is on it. But maybe it, I, I jump in with a little, hey, did you know this? Right. And I like when he does it. I don't know if other people like when he does it, but I find that really mm-hmm. it's informational, but also voyeurism. I think some of my, for the people that aren't familiar, Ramit, he interviews couples yeah. that are having some struggle. It's like mm-hmm. not financial, enough money. Yeah. yeah. Financial trouble is like too much money, not enough money. They don't spend enough. They spend too much. Like it runs the course. And when he jumps in, I've heard other shows that do that too. So they do like a voiceover and pop in, give a little, it's like a sidebar. Yeah, Kind of a exactly. sidebar. And the, I like it. However, from a listener standpoint, you can't tell that from a commercial. He right. starts a commercial Agreed. the same way. So mm-hmm. from a from that standpoint, it's good for him. Yeah. But at some at some point, I'm like, oh, this is a commercial. And then I'm like, wait, is this a? Because I tuned yeah. out. Yes. And uh, we we're trained to tune out for commercials. Yeah. And then he'll have a real ad in there, and I'm like, what is what is yeah. this? Is this a sidebar? So yeah. I get the same issue where I'm like ready to like move yeah. it forward to, go yeah. to, <laughs> to click yeah. through the ad. I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but to click through the ad, right? Just, okay, bye-bye. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, no, he's talking. And then he'll go right into an ad sometimes. And I'll be like, oh, I just listened to an ad for a whole minute because I wasn't paying attention to the entire yeah. thing. So I, I completely understand that. Yes. I, that's what I think too, right? Sometimes sidebars can be jarring mm-hmm. as well. So it can take you out of it. And then you have to jump back into the interview and you're like, wait, like as a listener, right. I'm no longer emotionally invested into what you guys are saying because I was tuned out for a second or whatever yeah. it may be. So I can see that being a a pain point or good, depending. Yeah. And I think ultimately, unless it's absolutely required to do the sidebar, yeah. I prefer not to have them in. It's kind of yeah. like an audio book mm, that you're listening to, to yeah. that has sidebars. And you're, again, you're like, yeah. wait, what, what, this makes no sense to yeah. put this right here. Yeah. And it must be tough for the producers of an audio book to take the format of the book mm-hmm. and like it's one that has like a lot of sidebars. Yes. Like a cookbook. That or would be like, really like tough. The parentheses at the bottom and then they go and like read off what they were going to say. Right. You know, they're like they're doing a definition or some sort of like research thing at the bottom. Right. I've heard those being like said. Oh, really? Yeah. And you're like, wait, that doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So I think the big piece here is most people will probably prefer some storytelling mm-hmm. in it. And I, I mean, an interview could have, will have storytelling in of it. Course. So like the story matters. And I think like from your experience doing fin talks and like d- giving talks and speaking and yeah. stuff, like, you know, the story matters yeah. as much as like the actual topic. Like you're better off with like an interesting story yeah. with like a tiny, small bit of information than a huge amount of information with like hardly any story. Agreed completely. So. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Niching down. So when a listener, I guess like when someone's coming to find your podcast, does it matter if you're more general or or where should the niche be? It Should it be like stuff you should know or it's the same format every single time? Or should it be an industry niche? Or what does that look like? I In the beginning, I definitely prefer niching down. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier to like find your audience that way. Mm-hmm. And then you can go layers up from there because if you create a show like what what's uh what's an example of a maybe an early topic that you might cover can you just make one up on the spot yeah um starting a business and like the financials and the mindset that goes behind it okay so 
So that is fairly specific. You could <laughs> you could niche it down though to starting something on the side while you're working a full-time job mm-hmm. and go even farther like and you're a single mom. Right. Right. Yeah. So you can go all the way down there super specific, mm-hmm. but there are, you know, millions of people in that situation, right? Right. And you you can go layers up, right? So you can cover something really specific and then generalize it and m- maybe generalize it for another show. But right. I think niching down helps you cut through and find like the right people right away. Yeah. You may pick a little like wrong and you're like, oh, um, I accidentally picked uh, like college students that don't have much money and right. they, they're not going to go to sponsors. They're not going yeah. uh, to buy your talks, products. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's a dead end. Yeah. And I think, you know, people find that occasionally. I know if, like on this show, we talk about affiliate marketing often and some people are like, oh yeah, I want to have an affiliate marketing business around like books. I'm a big reader, mm-hmm. but it turns out books don't, like they don't cost that much. Yeah. So you can do it, but you have to have a really high volume of traffic and sales and all that. And the, the math is just tough to work out. So even though they may love it, it's more of a hobby because yeah. it potentially is not going to pay off unless they monetize in other ways and have like a book club situation right. and then it's a membership and then yeah, it's it's different. Right. Um, and that helps you choose that path. Are you going monetization or are you going the love of books, right? Right. And then that helps you to decide what that looks like. I think with all of it too, it's just like for all answers so far, you've said you can start here and then you go somewhere else. And I think that's something to maybe say the quiet part out loud, which is it's going to change with time and with your own interest or personality or what you see works. So I think anything you start with, just got to start and then you can get yeah. better as you go right yes 100 percent. okay because what, whatever you think is going to happen yeah uh you're wrong right <laughs> so yeah. and the and the thing is it, well you i'm not going to repeat what you said because you explained it really well the key thing with niching down is like try different stuff right like mm-hmm. try to niche down for some episodes like do other episodes that are more general the key thing is like to try to brand the show so that it does give you the flexibility in the future to expand or contract or whatever you need to do. And that could be, that could be a key thing, right? So if you put, you know, something, some derivative of a FinTalks in there, then you're like, your, your branding is around that and you can back out of it, but it's much easier just to like make it general right. in the beginning. Yeah. It's like, this is finance topics, like the, talking about finance, <laughs> right. right? Like that's what FinTox is, but right. right. Maybe it's not always that way. And like with mile high five, like we put Fi in the name, Yeah, but in the intro and like Carl and I knew from the very beginning, we were going to talk about like, not the basics. We're either going to talk advanced topics or lifestyle mm-hmm. that you run into post five because mm-hmm. that's where we're at, right? We're not, we don't want to, and it's been covered, right? The easy yes. stuff has been covered really well by other people that gave a shit. Mm-hmm. And if we don't care, it's yeah. going to come off. It, like you could hear it and yeah. see it very easily. Yeah, so, totally. And I'm going to ask you a question here. Are you going to do YouTube as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've got a face for radio. Yeah. No. No, no, you're you're lovely. Yeah. The um I have a face for video. The and your teeth are so we've talked about your teeth before. They're perfect. They literally are perfect. 
I know your your, so your listeners don't know because we talked about it in the other one, but like they are so straight, never have braces. They told me I need them, and they're like yeah. impeccable. They're great. Thanks. So white too. So the the point is, oh, which will you put at the priority video or or the audio version? Do you know? Do you care? So here's what I've heard, and so maybe you can correct me. I've heard that podcasts don't play well on YouTube. Even though, like, everyone, I, every guy I know listens to all their podcasts on YouTube, I feel like. Um, but I have heard that prioritizing YouTube for podcasting isn't necessarily the best, and that we should go to, like, just the audio portion. Yeah. I think some shows, like, do fine there, but yeah. it's just, like, you have to catch the algorithm and, like, yeah. dedicate So... I haven't spent a long time, like I'm not trying to push my shows on YouTube. Yeah. And for for this show, the Doug show, it actually does better on YouTube. Okay. And I think the reason why is like I have a decent following on YouTube already mm-hmm. from previous work that I've done. Right. Mile High Fi, it does fine, but it's maybe one-tenth of the overall downloads generally. Yeah. The cool thing with YouTube is you can get some discoverability that is typically not available for the audio version. And it's just the nature of podcasts and directories and how they work. Mm -hmm. You can get a little more traction on Spotify. I have a friend who launched his show in the COVID period and he, he had a ton of traction on Spotify mm-hmm. and it like blew up over there. I've tried to like figure out why and you know, it's hard to tell. There's not like, it's hard to understand what's happening. Like we don't get enough no. metrics and data as podcasters anyway. And then to try to like figure out and reverse engineer what someone did is super difficult unless you could just ask them about it. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, video is great though. Cause like, you'll develop skills and like, yeah, there's, there, there are a bunch of people who only listen to YouTube yeah, for their podcast. It's yes. interesting. Yeah. I, my like, partner's one of them. Like my husband. Yeah. Oh, everything's on YouTube. And like, doesn't that eat a ton of data when you're like out and about? Like, you know, like, <laughs> well, I think it'll just download the audio. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I've heard this. I've learned this. But for, before yeah. I ever asked that yeah, question, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was yeah. silently judging. Um, thankfully, we had unlimited data plan. But still, like, yeah, I was like, oh, what the? Like, I just listened to it on Google for me. It's my right. Google, the Google podcast. They're getting rid of it now. So I have to switch over. Oh, but, right. But yeah. you have an iPhone, right? Yeah, it's because I had a Pixel before. Okay. But yeah. you stuck with it. But I stuck with, I mean, I am a creature of habit. <laughs> the, I'm not an early adopter. The um, the Apple podcast app is, yeah. is fine. Yeah. Like I, I've, I think they've improved it some, but I mean. Yeah. It plays when I expect it to play. So Perfect. it's good. That's, that's what you want. Yeah. I'm going to move, I'm going to migrate everything over there. So you mentioned like when we talked about niching down, uh, niching down, we talked about branding and I don't really want to go too much into this because I feel like branding is like you go to a brand person and that's their topic right but what I had heard before was you know do you choose your name so the Doug show doesn't have your last name but the Doug show versus mile high fi right those are two very different ways of putting content out there and also have to do with monetization or selling right like Mm -hmm. I can't sell Amberly Grant as well as I could sell, I don't know, Fintox even, right? right. Um, and so where do you think on that? Okay. 
I love that you asked about branding because I'm I'm bad at it, but I think mm-hmm. I don't think it matters as much as most people will tell you. Especially, mm-hmm. I mean, if you go to a barber and you're like, "Do I need a haircut?" Yeah. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you definitely do." And I'm like, "I'm bald. Yeah. It's crazy." <laughs> so, for the Doug show, I was in a specific spot, and I would do you listen to the Bill Burr podcast, or have you? I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I listened to him for like several years. I've kind of, I'm on and off right now, but he just named it after himself and he talks about whatever he wants, Yeah, basically. Now he's a comedian and I'm not, and it's completely different, but I was like, I would like to be able to talk about whatever I'm interested in. So I'm just going to call it the Doug show. Mm -hmm. Now I did go back after maybe a year or two and I renamed it officially to affiliate marketing and side hustles mm-hmm. for, from a keyword research perspective. So if right. someone does search for something, it will pop up. Um, but the Doug show is still on there. And that was intentional because I was like, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to keep it, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Turns out everyone has a price. So let yeah. me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. And the show that I'm going to start, and I'll eventually answer the question, the show yeah. that I'm going to start alongside you mm-hmm. and the other folks in the accelerator, it will be branded and actually created to sell. I'm planning on yeah. selling it. And I won't have to do too many different things, but I will be very intentional to like have accounts like completely segregated from all my other stuff mm. so that someone could just, I could just transfer the accounts to yeah. them, give them access and right. be good to go. Yeah. And a couple little admin things, but nothing huge. All that to say, I think naming it something that is relevant to the topic area mm-hmm. is important, but the specific name probably doesn't matter too, too much. Okay. Do you know if you're going to name it after yourself or have a branded name? I'm not sure. When I talked to my other podcast mentors and we threw out Fintalks. No, I'm not that. And I don't think it'll be my name. And we were looking at more like something a bit more inspirational than than just like money Okay. online. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I mean, I had a couple... I had a couple ideas from, I don't have a name for my show, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably going to be record, I'm probably going to record like 10 episodes before I even have a name for it. Right. Like I, I could figure that out later and yeah. just like redo the intro or whatever. But it sounds like maybe you want to leave it open to potentially selling it in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I would be open to it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I would say definitely maybe obviously at this point you've already arrived at like you want to not have it named after yourself so that you're able to sell in the future. Yeah. So that's, that's totally cool. And I think, I mean, I, I came up with a handful of ideas and then I went to chat GPT and I was like, give me like 50 more ideas. And I think just based on that, I'll have something. Yeah. And then in the middle of the night, I thought of one the other day and I was like, Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then I forgot it. Yeah. And so did you write it down? <laughs> I did, I, eventually I remembered it. Oh, but good. You know how it is in the middle of the night. You're yeah. like, oh, this is a great idea. I got it. I don't have to write this down. I, I, like, I'll remember. <laughs> and then in the morning you're like, what the fuck? Did I say? Yeah. 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 So, okay. So niching down yeah. and okay. Do we, we covered that pretty well. Do you know what you're going to do then? 
based on the answer I gave you? Oh, I think for me, I think, like you said, there's going to be a little bit of a, a bit of everything in regards to the information storytelling and voyeurism. I don't, I, I have more questions, but I'm, I'll talk about those in another day around, you know, different types of podcasts, like, oh, an eight minute one versus a 30 minute. And do you do those weekly or what? But yeah, that's fine. And then niching down, I don't, I don't know yet. I think for me, it's going to be like the stuff you should know thing where it's like the format is always the same. It's always going to be the some sort of intro. It's always going to be some sort of, you know, maybe guest or or topic. That, or first of all, I'll probably just talk about my life and then introduce, go into the content. There'll be some sort of like aha moment in the content and then like a, a listener mail type thing. And I think that will be for sure the the format of of like that niche kind of thing and then the different types of guests maybe in different industries like I have friends who are in the, like the uh adult entertainment industry that I really want to have and like have their voice on there and then I have people who own like finance businesses you know so uh, that to me I think is less important but maybe that someone can always come and expect the same thing does that make sense yeah yeah it does and I think so one one area that Carl and I are testing out because we used to start the show with banter, right? Right. And then we get into it and it takes us a little while to get on topic Mm -hmm. and we're testing this right now. I think it'll probably work better, but we get into the topic. So it's like intro, Mm -hmm. start talking about it. And then the middle of the show is where we do the banter. Mm -hmm. So we've hooked in theory, mm-hmm. we've hooked people on the topic right. and we haven't turned off the new listeners because our our specific brand of humor is, well, very specific. Right. And some people don't like it. But if they listen to us for maybe 20 minutes and then they hear our banter, yeah. then maybe they're okay with it. Right. Well, that goes into my next question, right? Topic versus host. Okay. Like what's more important or is it both or do people come for one and stay for the other I think it depends on what your goal is. So for the shows that I like to listen to Mm -hmm. and the shows that I produce, Mm -hmm. I think my charming personality is pretty important. Right. Like it it makes a big difference. And some people are like, I don't care what you're talking about. Yeah. They just want to hear you. They just want to hear me talk about it and know that I'm going to go off on a tangent occasionally and it'll probably hopefully be a little interesting to them. Yeah. And again, back to Bill Burr, like I would listen to him talk about like sports, which I don't care about. And I would I'm like, oh, this is interesting because yeah. he's like telling stories and stuff. So with the, the top and the thing is you have to balance it, right? Yeah. The other part is probably half or more of the shows are, are interviews. Right. And in that case, it's like my personality is there a little bit, but you're yeah, you're highlighting kind of, a guest and their story, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And it is tough sometimes, you know, with people that are not they have never been on a podcast before. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just like you try to guide them a little bit, but like maybe they're not good at yeah. speaking or telling a story, or they kind of get scattered, or they're just having an off day. Yeah. So it makes it a little tough. And sometimes you have to carry carry that and guide them a little bit more and just like end a little sooner sometimes. Yeah. So I think I think for me, I definitely say the host is is pretty important. And right. the new show that I'm gonna do, I'll have to 
subdue my, my personality yeah. a little bit. Yep. And I, I mean, I think it'll be okay. Like that's one of the challenges that I'm going to have is figure out how to, if I, if I am successful in starting the show, growing it and then selling it yeah. to transition to a new host or whatever, whatever the new owner wants to do with right. it. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah, as far as like, you know, you, you've been doing fin talks for three years, right? I'm on, I'm on four in March. Four, four. <laughs> All right. Um, so do you think the topic or your personality is most important? And I'll just leave it open. Personality. Okay. I know so many people who have attempted to do weekly conversations with their paid, like already paid audience. So whether they, you know, I know people have literally sold $500,000 worth of courses every single year and they can't get 20 people on a call and I can get 53 people on a call every single week. So there's something about the way that I run it and what I do that I think brings it in. Topics are important, but I think they're less important than the community that I'm building through my personality and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for the show, well, well, it's good for you, right? Mm -hmm. At that point. Cause then like if people are coming along for like, uh, specific meeting at a specific time like there's a good chance it'll be much easier to for them to just listen to you yeah by yourself or with someone at their like at their convenience right. anytime right yeah okay yeah and i think it's interesting that podcasts and i don't know if this is actually a general statement but podcasts don't do as well on youtube because from my understanding most people go to youtube and fall in love with the host of the channel and like you can kind of move your YouTube, like, you know, an Instagram account should only be re about real estate and like stay real estate forever. You know, if you started a real estate um, YouTube, it doesn't have to stay that way because people come for you and you can actually, from my understanding, move your topic a little bit over time and people don't unsubscribe or get annoyed. And so it's really interesting that though podcasting is not just about the topic, it's actually about the host more often than not doesn't do so well on there. If that's a kind of a general statement. Yeah. I I think you could find examples of both yeah. where someone tried to sh shift their audience into something else and they're maybe their subscribers don't go down right. but like the views go down on any uh, on their future videos on the yeah. new topic. Yeah. Um and then I've seen other examples where like they switch topics and it blew up. Yeah, right, like, exactly. It, it yeah. was like the right time. So right, right, right. um yeah. but that said, yeah. uh, like it depends on the type of channel too now that i'm thinking about it because like for vlogs yeah. um you might get hooked to the personality and then you follow them other places and then they could talk about something completely different and then it fits exactly what you're talking about yeah. so yeah that makes sense but but overall i mean i think it's much easier in the the way i've tried to like do my shows and then like have a business around it and have it sustainable. Like I'm just doing the stuff that I'm interested yeah. in and it might cost me, you know, revenue or some other thing. But like, as long as I'm still moving forward and happy yeah. with what I'm doing, I'm like, that's better than me like doing something I hate. Totally agree. Yeah. So I mean like, yeah, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. You can make all the money in the world, but if you go to your job every single day and you hate it, there's no point. Yeah. In the es end, especially if you're like, you're making up your own job. So. Literally, yeah, like you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> so you had mentioned, you know, like guests sometimes are, they're sitting there. I've I've heard podcasts where like, oh man, like the hosts are really carrying it or the guest is really carrying it for the oh, yeah. host. I've, I've 
stopped listening to podcasts because of that. Um, <laughs> we're like, oh, let's go find that guest. Uh, and and how important is the role of a guest and how important is a big name versus a small name? Like, you know, do you want to focus on trying to get big people on or or is that kind of a, a waste of time? It, it sort of depends. I think generally it's probably going to be a waste of time. Mm-hmm. It depends on how big they are. Mm-hmm. So... I've had some guests on that they have a really big show mm-hmm. and maybe they do three podcasts per week and I have them on my show and I'm like, Oh, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But it turns out they're producing so much content on their own. It's kind of saturated. Like people yeah. don't even have time to listen to all the stuff they're already right. doing. Mm-hmm. The other side of that is you might interview someone that is doing a book tour and then yes. they're on every podcast out there. And then people, it's like, again, it's saturated because mm-hmm. people usually listen to multiple podcasts. And if you're just getting started, then chances are they're, they've heard the person already. Some people like that and they'll listen to all the interviews, but I usually get, un- uh, like I, I get disinterested in listening to that person again because they're just telling the same stories. They have the same topics. I already know their book's coming out. Yeah. They're spoiling the whole book. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a number of reasons I hate the book tours. Yeah. And although if I have a book come out, right, yeah. I'm going I'm to do the tour. <laughs> 100%. That's how you're going to sell your book. <laughs> Talk about marketing. But yeah. the, the big thing is like, if you could have good stories, right? So it does come back to stories. And I've talked to a bunch of people and your mentors actually too, where they're like, yeah, the big guest, it didn't work out like I thought, but mm-hmm. this other person that no one knows, no one's heard the story at all. Mm-hmm. Like that one got shared like crazy mm-hmm. and it's like more downloads than anyone else. Right. Yeah. So it comes down to the story and whether yeah. like people are going to talk about it and then share it with someone else. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, if someone shares a podcast that means it really did impact them because yeah. there's a lot of friction to like share it and then for the other person to actually listen to it. Yeah. So really, I mean, you just kind of got to do your best. That said, when you are starting out, especially like you have a handful of contacts yeah. in various industries that can help share your show mm-hmm. and it will be good to have people that are like just a step or two or three ahead of you. Yeah. To, to share it out there. It, like if you go too far, like it's hard to make the contact anyway, mm-hmm. but those people will probably have like a little less traction for you, yeah. at least from my experience. Yeah. So, well, as a listener, what have you observed about like big guests versus small guests? I don't listen to a lot of the big guests to tell you the truth. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't, I know their stories. I guess maybe I don't know if there's something interesting to come out of the story. And so maybe for me, that's why my for- I think format's so important. If I'm coming to a podcast, I know like, okay, well, stuff you should know might get some really fun information out of there, or they'll be like really witty or bantery about it, right? Um, so maybe that's part of it. But I I don't really listen to the big, I honestly don't listen to a lot of the big podcasts. And so then I don't really care as much when they come on other people's shows um i think for me storytelling is probably the most important part like if you've got a big guest on and they've said all the things before what new can you bring to this um so that people find it interesting and even to your point uh, i was a guest on one of the a show of one of our friends in the fi community and 
they're like, oh, you were our most watched or listened to episode. Oh, really? Up until the point they had just started their podcast and they were like, I don't know, 15 or 20 in. Yeah. And I, and like a couple afterwards and they said, yeah, yours was the most like listened to and people keep sharing it. And so it's like a relatable story that I had told. I probably have to go back and listen to it, even know what it was, but a relatable story that, that for some reason, mine was constantly coming up for people, even though I was like, not really their full niche, like their, their audience, but yeah. Right. I think I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And I wonder sometimes, obviously the topic area should line up with a title, but titling it is really important. And okay. uh, one of my friends, Andrew Gincola, who's been on the show. Oh, you met Andrew yeah. down in Florida, yep. Florida in um, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. It was hot and humid there. So <laughs> yeah. the the thing that he did completely lost my train of thought. Titling the... Titling, yeah, yeah. Yep. So he titled his podcast, How You Would Title It on YouTube. So there's a little bit more, I mean, maybe we should have been doing that anyway, but sometimes Mm -hmm. you get, um, you're like too explicit and you're just like, here's exactly what we covered, or you're not using the sort of marketing ideas that we know that can get clicks because people put it on YouTube. You only have whatever 50 characters and like fit it in there, make it as interesting as possible. Right. And he titled it that way and like you could tell a difference i'm like oh wow these are great titles we need to do more of that yeah that makes a lot of sense i think that matters yeah Yeah. Yeah. so i wonder if that specific title was like better than some of their others yeah and like got traction yeah it was kind of kitschy yeah yeah all right Mm -hmm. okay so this is a personal question so i have a meeting with my other podcast mentors Mm -hmm. next friday and i have zero name for my podcast I think my concept, as we have already heard, is, you know, a little little iffy in regards to how I'd actually throw an episode together. I did buy a $1,600 laptop, though. So, I mean, yeah. like, you <laughs> know. In. Do you have a check. microphone? <laughs> yeah, I've got a microphone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, I have headphones that I think work. What should I do by next Friday to look like I've actually done something on this? We, don't, we didn't set any goals. We said we'd just start. Okay. Yeah. I think... If you had, that's, it's a great question. <laughs> and well, first I have a follow-up. Why do you need other mentors? Who are these jokers? Right, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, They're great guys. They're great guys, I know. Yep. Um, the, I think if you have maybe 10 potential shows, like, okay, yeah. like sort of titled up with outlines, yep. and it could be five or whatever, but just different topics that you're going to cover mm-hmm. and kind of know what you're going to cover. If there's going to be an interview, like say, eh, I'm, I'm going to line this up and here are the questions that I have as well. Mm-hmm. I think that would, cause that, that's a big piece of it. Like the pre-production and like getting ready. Yeah. And I think when we've recorded together, if I remember right, you did all the work. Yes. A hundred percent I did. <laughs> so so that, so I know you could do a good job at it, right? but I mean, I, I knew that you were going to do it. We agreed to it ahead of time. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. but, but the point is like, if you don't prepare and then you just show up for a show and you're like, all right, we're going to record. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you're not recording with them or anything like that, but like the pre-production is super important. And yeah. if you put the time in before you start recording, before you do a solo show, it's going to turn out so much better. Yeah. So I think. 
that is okay. is key. The the other part, and I don't know, like some people could make a big deal about the launch. And I, for my new show, I am, and yeah. I, like I'll eventually share it on this podcast. Right. But I'll share it with you in the accelerator, like specifically what I'm doing and mm-hmm. why, and why it may not be a good idea for you or our other friend that's in there yep. also. Um, it like I've done, I've launched three podcasts in the past, and yeah. I've recorded hundreds of shows, so I could do something a little bit different right. than, than you guys can, yeah. just because of that. Yeah. And all that to say, you might have some loose plan on what you want to do for the launch as well as a target date. Okay. And you could plan pretty well. So you could kind of back into like what is actually possible. Yeah. The biggest thing, whether it's podcasting or anything else, and I think, I think you're going to like this. <laughs> you already know this. It's just like, do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Cause there's nothing more annoying especially in like a professional setting where it's like people don't do what they say they're going to do. Right. And it's annoying on, on like a personal level. Yeah. But like when you're trying to do something professional and people are like, Oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you're like, Oh, I'm going to launch this and I'm going to yeah. do these interviews by this time. And you come back yeah, in a couple of weeks sounds- and they're like, are you even serious about this? Correct. We, is everyone wasting their time? Yes. And that's, and that's what I don't want to give them the impression. Although we said, they know that I've been like nauseous for two months straight. And so I don't do anything right now. I told them specifically, like, I cannot even, my brain doesn't work until January, maybe. So like, I was like, we are not doing anything. Like, I won't do anything until January. Um, I did tell them I was meeting with you. Uh, and and so thankfully, there's no outline for what I've promised to do this. But I also, I'm a work ahead student. Like, mm-hmm. like it took me a million years to go to university. But when I did... I got straight A's, right? So yeah. so for me, it's like, I want to show up to that meeting showing them that I actually care and that this one year of mentorship actually is going to mean something because that first impression really matters, right? If I show up being like, hey guys, not really sure what, I know we talked about some stuff, but I never really did anything. Makes me feel like I'm not doing a good job as a mentee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, re- that's really helpful. I think those three things are like literally perfect. If I came to that, if I was a mentor and my mentee came with these three things, like we can work off this. We can't work off nothing. Thanks. You're welcome. The other part, which I think we'll get into a little bit more, but I'll just skip ahead to the format, right? So I said, hey, come up with like 10 show ideas. Yeah. The secondary layer on top of that is like, hey, I maybe want to experiment with these different formats. So some are straight straight ahead, yeah. right? It's yeah. like solo. Essentially, you're, you're yeah. reading a prepared like it could be a blog post yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's like a speech Uh like you have it and the other interviews pretty straightforward but you could have some like more experimental type where you're like hey i just want to test this out and maybe you you know check out some of their shows they do some different kind of formats and you know test it out you may realize but that would be the secondary layer where you're like i want to do this topic but I want it to be a reaction to what the experts say. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I like that too. Cause I think what's happening for me is that my brain is in every direction. Okay, well, I need a name. Like I need a I need to update my website with the podcast information. I need to have like an intro and an outro and a and a song associated with it or whatever, right? And it's like what actually matters? And I think 
for you, what you're saying essentially is you just need some ideas to get started with. And then like the rest will figure out. I, eventually I'll have a like an intro that might be the same on every podcast. But having 10 topic ideas actually takes work. And yeah. like that that shows that like, okay, well, I can actually record these 10 and figure out the rest afterwards. Um, and yeah, like I, I like that. I, I added on my little list here is like, I want to do kind of the chat GPT thing, as you mentioned, and just come up with a bunch of names that I can just like run by. Yeah. And I like that idea of a launch plan. Like, okay, I'll get all this stuff done if something's set in stone. And then, you know, we've got like yeah. a date to work towards. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, this really goes into my next question though, which is procrastination. So in the finance world um, and the coaching that I do with people and, and stuff, like getting people to take action can be really difficult. Uh -huh. And I, I joke right now that I bought a laptop because I find that is such a thing I hear. I need a planner for 2024 so that I can like, you know, do do my goals for 2024. Like you could have started your goals December 25th. Like it didn't really matter, right? Like yeah. start today. One of my strengths is that like I build the parachute on the way down. I am someone who's like, yeah. screw it. Like I'll just jump in, see what happens. Yeah. I just created a cruise for 63 people. I've never been on a cruise, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> this is great. I love that. Yeah. That's so funny. So this is me. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm a jumper in her. But I found with this podcasting, like literally two and a half years ago, I planned on starting a podcast. I planned on starting a podcast five years ago. No joke. I remember no walking around shit. the thing and I was like, I think I'd be good at podcasting. And like, that's what I should do. And then it was like a year and a half went by. And then the pandemic hit and then I started FinTalks. And that was like my oh. my version of, of podcasting, I guess, for myself. Still thought about starting a podcast three and a half years ago. And then two and a half years ago when I talked to you. And then I've thought about it forever. Clearly life maybe just wasn't the right timing. But I also, there's something about me that's been procrastinating this thing. I don't know how to do it. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not afraid of work, but it's work I don't know how to do. Um, so what is like your advice to someone who might be not signing up for your accelerator or, you know, not sure what to do? Just to, like stop yeah. that procrastination station. I do that sometimes too. And... I was talking about starting a new show yeah. for a little while. And what I did was I started telling people on this show. Yeah. And then I was like, I could do an accelerator. And then I just jumped in just like you yeah. said. So you're doing all the right stuff. And I, I literally launched the accelerator. I was telling you like the yeah. worst week it, it, that you could possibly launch anything between right. Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. It's like people are tapped out. They're not checking their email. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, to your point, I was like, I can't put this off. Like it, I can start it now mm -hmm. or like put it off. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I like set everything up, um, know how you work. And I think you know, based on what you said, you can procrastinate some. Now now the time is a little bit better and you've seen other people around you. Like like me, I started my show in 2019. Yeah. And I had thought about it for like five years before that Perfect. too. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> okay. But now I'm yeah. like, I have years behind me yes. and I have a lot, of, I have a whole catalog of stuff that I've done. And two things you mentioned, you were like, I bought a laptop, right? So there's a sunk cost in there. Mm -hmm. That is motivating for me. I think that's probably motivating for you. I actually didn't want to open the laptop because if I felt like if I opened the box, <laughs> then I had to commit to this. Yes. And I couldn't return it. I couldn't like, it was like time. And I, so I literally, I got it. Like they yeah. FedExed me like the next day. It's Apple. It's amazing. I paid like $130 for shipping. I, like right to my door. It was amazing. Um, you know, 
And then my my husband's like, no, open it, Amberly. And I was like, no, like I can't open this. Like this is too nice. It's too new. I don't buy new things. Like, yeah. oh my God. And then, and then I literally was like, this means I have to start a podcast. And one of the reasons why I bought a laptop just for everyone to know is not really, I, I've been work, using my work laptop forever. And I can't access even like Airbnb.com because they're like locking down on you using it as like a personal thing. So I was like, okay, I should get my own. Anyways, so yeah, I, yeah. So it's for real. And I forgot that you often buy, I, I usually get refurbished or used yeah. stuff, but yeah. like, yeah, brand new, like MacBook is, uh, yeah, it's, it's serious. Serious shit there. <laughs> so Anyways, yeah. So, so that, sunk cost. Okay. Yeah. So sunk cost, really good. Like, yeah. you know, what motivates you. The other is the accountability. Yes. So, and you're getting it on, on. Two fronts. Two. Yeah. yeah. So you have your other mentors yeah. that are working with you, which is a, when you told me, I was like, this is, that's crazy that they're yeah. doing that. And I, I guess know. they help people out occasionally. They as, take on one person a year. That's cool. Yeah. Super, super nice guys. And then you sign up for the accelerator, which is more accountability. Yeah. We're meeting weekly for 10 weeks. I'm launching a show at the same time. So I'm going to be going through like, like I said, I don't have a name for the show. All the struggles are yeah. like setting up the website and the hosting. And right. I'm going to set up the podcast hosting on, an, on a, a new one. A new one yeah, that I have you have to used. sell it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be on a different account, but it's also a company that allows you to put in dynamic ads, which mm, I think will right, be you saying that, yeah. key with, with yours as well. Yeah. And I haven't done that before. And I know there's going to be more overhead related to that just right. because like you have to insert ad. So I'll have to record something separate and then I think say where it needs to go in. Yeah. Once we get the system down, yeah. not a big deal, but mm -hmm. it's still like more overhead than just like record upload, right. which is basically what I can do now. Yep. 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 So yeah. Um, and I think the other part is like you have, you know that you wanted to start a podcast for years mm -hmm. and you've waited and now you're like, Now's the time. So mm -hmm. I think I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. Thanks. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And for other people, you know, you, your question it was perfect. You know, what should people do? Like figure out like how you're accountable if you're intrinsically or externally motivated. Right. And like a, a lot of people, it's, it's a little bit different and maybe... I mean, I don't have a chip on my shoulder, but some people have a chip on their shoulder and they're like, I want to show everybody or yeah. some specific person. If that motivates you, like lean into that. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully good spirited. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you have to figure out what you have to do specifically. Yeah. To Where like, to start for yourself. Yeah. yeah I, I really like that. I think that's like all parts of our life is to figure out what really motivates us. And for me, that jumping in, like if I just start, I'm pretty good at being consistent after that. I just have to make that choice. Yeah. And for me, I just, there was just too many unknowns in the beginning. And I think that's with a lot of people where procrastination is just gathering tons of knowledge without actually making action. And so for me, I just never gathered the knowledge. And that's what my, that's why I have two different types of mentorships right now. Right. <laughs> was that I was like, okay, I need to pay. And the other one's a whole year. So that's completely right. different than what you're offering. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. So we kind of already talked about format, so but uh, so I don't really have much to say there anymore. But like marketing, you know, you're you're launching. Maybe I have an email list of 600 people, so that's mm. like pretty sweet, you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> three of them will listen to my podcast, and so how do you market it? Obviously, to your 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 own people, but outside of your group of your network. So, 
you have the email list. So that, that is like a huge head start. So mm-hmm. you're going to be able to get traction like right away. Yeah. And the other part is you'll be able, you have a fairly big network. So you'll be able to lean into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, otherwise, hands down, the best way to grow a podcast is through being a guest on other shows. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the good part is you have connections and you've already been on several shows. Yeah. There's some bi- actually very big shows. How many yeah. uh, shows have you been on as a guest? Uh, I guess different ones, maybe seven. Okay. Yeah. So you you could actually go back to those because it's been a while for some of them and yep. you could say, hey, I have this new story or topic or you got to come with some story, right? Yeah. But you could say, hey, I would love to talk about this. I'm launching my new show and they'll, they'll be happy usually yeah. to share your links and whatever. Yeah. And you'll get even more traction if you have a couple episodes done, right? So back to the list and you're like, ah, you know what? I'm launching a new show. You could check it out. There's a specific episode where I talk Mm -hmm. about blah Mm -hmm. and it'll be, it's really, it connects with this topic that we covered today. Yeah. So you give them something very specific. Yeah. In the like blogging world and email marketing world, this is basically like a lead magnet or a content upgrade. Right, yeah. More of a content upgrade, which you're telling the listener in this case, hey, if you want to do, like, if you like this, if you want more of this, like, go over here and you could check it out. Yeah. So, like, any idea that you run into, like, again, email marketing or general marketing or whatever, figure out the analog kind of marketing plan for yeah, podcasting. Podcast, yeah. Right. Um, and in this, this would be like guest posting on someone's site and then saying, Hey, if you want more of this, here's this very specific thing that mm-hmm. is related to the topic that you're interested in. Right. Otherwise there's no connection. Yeah. Right. It's sense. just like yeah. more random. Don't, don't be like, Oh, join FinTalks is like, come here. And then if you like my shit, then you can come join FinTalks <laughs> yep. <laughs> through me. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. I think for everything, right. That's why people do book tours, right? Yeah, the um, po- podcast. Work. Yeah, the podcast tour. Sorry, um, uh, for like their book and stuff. I guess my my very last question really is um, more of a like a, a process based question, which is: I'm a project manager. You are a project manager. Do you find? I mean, obviously that helps. Being an organized person like helps with being consistent with with content. Are there things that you have found that based on your personality or your past experience with as a PM or Jira helps you stay organized and consistent with your podcasting? Most of it is around like templates okay, yeah. and systems in general project planning. Yeah. I manage my content calendar on Trello. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah. very easy mm-hmm. and I'll share the the board with you so you can see exactly what I do. You can simplify it, make it more complicated, whatever. But generally it's very easy to see like, here's our ideas, here's pre-production, yeah. here's post-production, here's okay. scheduled, here's published, yeah. here's just templates. Yeah. And you could have templates for the format of the show, right? Mm-hmm. You come up with four formats and then you could, I mean, potentially you could use like chat GPT, plug in who you're talking to, their bio. Right. Maybe even a transcript of like something else they've already recorded. Yeah. yeah another yeah. interview and say, here's the template, here's the format, 
and then like use that system. And then again, just from a process perspective, it's like you figure it out once you can do it. And then maybe you could hire an assistant to do that. So all you have to do is show up and record the show. Like you don't even have to do the research and pre-production stuff that we talked about before. I mean, you should read over it and the more time you spend on it, the better it'll be. But you literally could like show your assistant go download an interview that they did somewhere else or like their bio and just like feed it into the system. And then you just have like a one pager outline for the show. Right. Yeah. I think so though I'm a PM, I find I'm really good at fixing systems that are broken. I'm not the best at creating new systems. And it's been like that my whole life. I'm really bad with finding my resources and then using them. So like I forget Trello exists. I used to use it all the time for Instagram. So unless it like pops up on my computer, which is what I'll have to do, my new computer, um, and like have it pop up, like then I'll actually use it. Again, I'm still using Google podcasting when that's like going away. And they're like, hey, just FYI, you should probably start using something else. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Once you're done, then I'll actually go do it. So I think I forget that. And something I started doing with my in-person FinTalks event is I save my emails that I send out to everyone. So every year I'm not creating a new email of like, hi, everyone, welcome to FinTalks weekend, da-da-da, right? Here, here's your itinerary. It's like all I have to do is plug and play the new dates and stuff. So I'm getting better at that. But that is definitely a weak point of mine that I need assistance during our accelerator to, to be reminded, like, use your tools, use your tools. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like... I was going to say it's covered up right now, but I usually have like my multiple Trello boards for various shows like right right there. So at any given point, I could just like look up and see what's going on. Right. Well, the good part with, with the accelerator or just otherwise, like you could find other resources and stuff, but you'll get like a template for something Mm -hmm. and then you just customize it for what you need. Cause it's not going to be exactly right. It'll just be a general template like normal. And then you could tweak it like you like you can do it's yeah. much easier to like f- tweak the the slightly broken or imperfect yes. thing and then you're good to go instead of like generating it from scratch yeah so cool anything else you could think of no i'm i know that once i get into this and i get my routines down uh, i will feel a lot less overwhelming um and I, and I look forward to it. And I think I'm mistaking some excitement, some anxiety, <laughs> all that fun stuff that I think when we try something new, yeah. adventure can yeah. feel weird. I agree. I was going to say like one thing I've been dragging my feet on, there's going to be a lot of interviews for my new show. Mm. It's going to be in the SEO and marketing space, but kind of higher level. So it's for professionals in the industry. Yeah. Again, I'm going to sell it in the future. Yeah, so I want it to be like... Yeah. Sort of, yeah, I want it to be pros, yeah. not casual folks. But I'm going to do a lot of interviews. And one thing that I need to do is just like create the list of people that I want to interview. Yeah. And I have a very specific target. Half of it's already done. Um, or at least I know where I'm going to do the research, but I just haven't. Yeah, I haven't it. made the list. Yeah, I haven't sent the emails. I haven't done some of the preliminary stuff that I need to do. So like the accelerator is going to help me too. Because I have to like... I need to do the interviews and there's some, you know, specific time where I should launch, which gosh, I said, it'll probably be the end of February, but I might push it out. Like it's kind of arbitrary. I might yeah. push it out a little bit farther just to have a little bit more time. Yeah. And you said Q1, right? Like that you're probably going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking March, March, like end of March. Okay. Like at the latest. Okay. I feel like I can launch. I'm, I'm okay with people coming along for the journey of like, 
this isn't the greatest at the very beginning because people normally like me. And so I wouldn't be like total shit content, but I'm okay not having the most refined, perfect thing out there in the beginning because I do think people like to be like, I listened to it from day one, you know, when she didn't even have an intro or something like that, right? Um, So I think for me, I just got to go. Yeah. That's like me. I just got to go. I think it's fine. Yeah. We launched Mile High Fi and it didn't have an intro for maybe like 80 episodes or something. <laughs> You're like 110. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was, a, yeah, it was like over a year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was okay. like, I really want to record one. So yeah. Yes. So yeah, yeah. You could figure it out along the well, way. <laughs> that's again why my, my like other mentors, the reason they're there is more for refinement. Like you're the accelerator of like, okay, let's, what is all the pieces that I need to know to launch this thing and get it out there? Um, and how to do it without making all the mistakes and like racking my brain 24 seven where this is an exhausting process because I don't have that mental bandwidth right now to put into it. And for them, it would be like, okay, I've started launching something. All right, now let's get that intro figured out. Let's get that website. Let's let's change the name. It's not very good, you know? And that's right. really what I've talked to them about, that that's their, their role in all this is to essentially be like critiques of the podcast. Um, and guide me along that way. And that's why I signed up for you is because I didn't feel like using their time to try and only meet with them weekly and figure it out on my own for five months before I launched didn't feel like, it felt like a waste of time for all of us. Perfect. That makes great sense. Cause, and I think part of it with me specifically is like the refinements, like I'll do some refinements, but Mm -hmm. like looking at it more from a sustainability standpoint where like, can I produce shows for like multiple years? Yeah. And for me to do that with a small team of like, like one assistant that helps me a little bit, yeah, I can't do the extra stuff to refine the show. So they're perfect to help refine the show, but I'm like, I'm not going to do that because it's not my... It's not my thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Well, cool. We will um, probably have future conversations. Uh, we can catch up with you in a few uh, weeks or months or whatever seems mm-hmm. appropriate. If you are interested in the accelerator, I'll put a link. And if we happen to have already started, it might be okay for you to still join in depending on how far along we are. Mm-hmm. So you can shoot me an email feedback at doug.show and be sure to check out the link in there. So uh, Amberly, before we go, where should people find you? Yeah, amberlygrant.com. I have like cruise info. If you ever want to join us on a cruise, we, we try and keep it pretty cheap so that everyone can join and have a great time. Fin talks. if you ever do want to talk money with random people online who will become your friends. So, you know, sorry. Uh, you can go and amberlygrant.com slash fintalks. Thanks. Yeah.